Hello and welcome everyone to episode 19 of the VGC Trainer School podcast, where we focus on the competitive side of Pokemon. Whether you are a ladder scholar or newcomer to VGC, we will help you learn. Class is in session. That's right. And I am Jake, as always. And today I am joined by my good friend, Spicer. How are you doing today, sir? I'm I'm good. I'm so flattered that you become your good friend. Um, I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing great now. But um, I'm I'm doing all right. Just uh, um, busy a lot with personal life things. Gotta handle all that before I start to grind real hard at um my Portland team plan, which I certainly know what it's gonna be. It's definitely something that I know, and. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's I exciting. Know. When I don't is... know what I'm going to run, Jake. That's that's totally fine, man. When is Portland again? It's May 6th. May 6th. Okay, so it's before Hartford. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling because I'm going to Hartford You know, later in May, the, the 20th and 21st. My plan is I want to know my team by the end of April. That way, then, for the next 20 days, I can I can grind out like the, the turns of and, and like the, the flow charts and whatnot. Um, I think you still have, nice. you still have a little bit of time. Maybe yeah, if, if you, if you, too. if you could figure that, that, you know, that team out within the next like week or two, I think, I think you'd be in a good spot. Cause then you can just run flow charts and you can feel a lot better with some practice, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to commit to like what kind of team I'm going to bring this time beforehand. I'm going to be open to just changing it the night before the night before. Cause definitely not changing the night before. Um, but I did get my like tickets and flight figure, uh, my hotel and my flight figured out. So that's good. Nice. I still need to do that. Yeah. And maybe, maybe I'll just use, you know, you use a team that you're going to use. We'll find out if it fails and then you can use the updated version. That's very true. And that, that's another thing too, for anybody who hasn't listened to all of the episodes of the podcast, at least me personally, I am fully on board with not only team building with another person, but if there is a popular team or a team that you see running around that really jives with you, if you're not necessarily the best team builder or you want to just use that team, there's a reason that that team did well. So try it out. See if it works. See if it doesn't. You know, and if it works, use it. All righty. Well, let's jump into the episode, run through the agenda that we have for today. We have a little bit of news to catch up on, then we're going to jump into the topic to recap the global challenge and look ahead to EUIC before ending with our very first email segment and also a special message that you'll definitely want to stick around for. So let's jump into the news. So Spicer... Why don't you take this first one? Because I am very happy that you in particular are on this podcast episode with me for this news. Yay. I'm going to talk about the news. The first thing in the news, because it's about my favorite Pokemon. It's about Typhlosion. The next seven star raid has been announced and it will be Ghost Terra Typhlosion uh, to mixed review. It will run this coming weekend from April 14th to the 16th and then return from the 21st to the 23rd. And uh, 
it's a good way to get ghost terror shards, very valuable terror shards, always good to have when there's extreme speeding dragonites about. That's very and true. And Diflosion is a Pokemon that we can we can all agree is the best Pokemon. <laughs> I mean It's so fun. I don't hear any naysayers. Yeah, the only like negative is when people are like, Yeah, but it's the same exact stats as Charizard. That's not yeah. my problem. You know, for me, Typhlosion is my first ever starter, you know, as someone who played Silver Version. And like that's nice. how I remember it, you know? Yeah, they he has the same stats as Charizard because they're like, What if we made Charizard cooler? And voila, you got you got this guy who doesn't have flying type. So he's not as weak to rock. It was a big deal. And yeah, for the same reason as you, um, obviously we're old. Uh, <laughs> obviously. I'm definitely a Gen 2 stan. Haters going to hate. I can't hear you right now. Not where I am. Um, <clears throat> Relegator is also a great Pokemon. I think those were the only two starters in Johto. Um, the Ghost Terra is a little weird. I agree. Um, because none of the other Hisuian starters had their Hisuian typing as their Terra. Right. It was like something defensive. Yeah. Like we talked about this in, in our Discord, and I've and I've t- t- told every single person who would listen, they should have made it Grass Terra with mm-hmm. Solar Beam and like set Sunny Day turn one and then give it Flash Fire also. Like that would make it really, really strong. I think that's what's probably mm-hmm. going to happen once people actually start using it, anyways. But I mean, at the end of the yeah. day, just run annihilate. Though. I'm sure it'll be fine. I think they they probably had like they they told somebody they're like, hey, we're going to do a funny day and have a use solar beam, and they're like, yeah, you can't do that. Why not? We have that for every other fire type coming in. So yeah, it's probably true. That but they be. don't have flash fire, so weird way they took with it. But I I guess they just wanted to. Uh, exceed expectations or yeah and you know what you know what it could it could signal a a close or you know that like home compatibility is close i don't know we'll see uh but yeah so be on the lookout for that once there is a definitive easy way to solo it i'm sure that will be circulating around so you know be prepared All right, so something that we didn't cover last episode but is both incredibly exciting and very newsworthy is that Play Pokemon has officially confirmed that Premier Challenges will return in May for both the TCG and the VGC. So for those that don't know, these are local events in your area, potentially, that can actually award championship points towards your world's invite. These were extremely popular prior to COVID, but then because of the restrictions that came from that, you know, global pandemic and whatnot, they went away, but they are now finally coming back. This is very exciting, and it's not only a great way to potentially earn some CP here on the side, but also really just get to know your local trainers and your local, you know, VGC battlers, because... It is kind of cool that there are discords that are dedicated to various states and regions and, you know, premier challenges like this are a fun way to meet people and really get into the community. Do you have any locals or premier challenges near you that you are aware of, Spicer? Uh, premier challenges? No. Um, I have 
wish we had a, a local scene here in Las Vegas. Uh, to my knowledge, there's not too many of us, um, but a handful at a handful of us literally uh, meet up every other Monday at the Luxor HyperX Arena. If any of you are out there in Las Vegas, please reach out to me or just come out. I would love to see like more. Hopefully this like makes more people come out somehow, but I would be surprised. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's going to, it's certainly going to be a positive for, for the, the community, especially, I mean, look at how these grassroots tournaments have popped up online. I can only imagine that adding that in-person experience to it will, if nothing else, get people to be prepared for in-person regionals if they plan to go to them. And I don't know. I think they could be fun. So mm-hmm. let's cover this last piece of news, just something for the people to be on the lookout for as they are watching the EUIC this weekend. Spicer? Yes. Um, get that palafin, Gavin Michaels palafin, one that we discussed last episode. Don't forget it. It's it's for the most part like every other palafin. I think it has like a minor adjustments to the EVs that are good. Uh, um, but it's basically the one palafin you need, probably for every regulation that happens. Alrighty. Well, let's jump into the topic. So for this first piece of the topic, we're just going to talk about the global challenge 2023 that took place over this past weekend. It was the first online competition for Scarlet and Violet that awarded championship points towards Worlds. And so all you had to do, it was an online competition. And once you locked in your team, that was it. And from there, it was just best of one, closed team sheet, climb the ladder as best you could. And then depending on where you ranked at the very end, would determine the payout for the winners. They actually received, I think it was like 160 championship points, which is insane that you could potentially, as a North American player, win two of these online tournaments and then qualify for Worlds. So very cool, interesting way that they did it. And clearly the community was excited for it. There were nearly 60,000 participants in the Masters division and almost 20,000 for juniors and seniors. There were people bringing in standard teams. There were some crazy teams out there. There were some also some people that would literally, literally just show up with like, you know, six different baby form Pokemon because they just wanted to get that sweet Pokeball backpack as a and as, as an accessory. Um, there's a little bit of like a, a meta even involves with playing in the event where it's like if you played a, a few quick matches, like, you know, five to ten of your matches as soon as it opened, then you would be able to climb up a little bit higher because it would be all the people that were just trying to go in and get their accessory and then you started off on a better spot and then because of all your games that you could play if your 15 per each day would then carry over if they were not completed then you could complete all of your games on the final day that way you could you know get as much 
of your ladder rank up as possible. It, it was all over the place. But it was it was kind of exciting to see some of the people that were even in our own discord who were performing extremely well with some people who ended up, you know, in the top hundred. We even had a member of the community finish in the top eight. And I don't know. I think it was a, a very, a very cool first tournament. Did you happen to Wait. get to play in it, Spicer? Who finished in top eight? Hera Cross. Oh, yeah. Hera topped in seniors. Yeah. yeah. Um, Good job, Hera. Yeah. Uh, there. He's come a long way. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, he finished eighth in the juniors and seniors. And um, he's actually a, a a good reminder for anybody that is looking to participate in these and actually have their championship points count towards a world's invite. Absolutely make sure that all of your accounts are connected because if not, they can't necessarily find you. So you may not actually get CP if your, you know, your Pokemon home account or whatever it is, is connected to your play Pokemon account. So just make sure to get that all squared away before participating in something like this. But yeah. Uh, did you yeah. play in it at all? Uh, yeah, I played it a bit. I went like, I had like four wins and, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm doing so good. I'm, and I got kind of cocky, might've been drinking a little bit. And then, uh, went on like, um, a four game lost streak. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to put this down for now. Smart. Try it again Smart. later. Um, and then I did, I did play a few matches the next day that went, went better i can't remember how many i played the second day um but i was like this team is all right i i'm not sure about it it was like a pair of flinch team with like gyarados and screamtail thunder waving and uh, like things that flinch like with icicle crashes and head iron heads and things like that which is it's fun but i just never win when it comes to like rolling the dice uh in any way like they would just not get para flinched like so often i was like okay um so i'm like the next thing i make i'm not gonna have any moves with less than 100 accuracy <laughs> no i'm not rolling the dice it just it's just not in the dice aren't aren't in me that's all and <laughs> and then I, I was gonna play all the rest of my games on the third day and I think I had a friend come over, forgot to do it, so I never finished it, but I wish that I did. <laughs> but how'd it go for you? Well, I unfortunately, so I did play, I, I played a few games. It was with a team that I already had on cart. I ended up actually getting like very, very sick at the end of the of last week. And by the time that, you know, it, it came to actually the global challenge starting since it started, you had to have your team locked in on that Thursday, as opposed to like Friday. I just, I couldn't, I was like doubled over. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to lock in the team that I have. If I happen to find, you know, 20 minutes to be able to just go in and record a couple games, that'd be great. And that's what I ended up doing. But what I did do a lot of was just watch the people that were playing because that was interesting to see what some of the the teams that people were bringing. There was a lot of, you know, teams that would have like Armourouge and Didi or Mouse Ape or Talon Tusk 
you know, just like those pairs that if you don't have something for it, you just lose basically. And then even some of the rental teams started coming out of what people were using. And it was, I don't know about you, but it was really interesting to see just how stark of a difference it can be when it's open team sheet versus closed team sheet. Like Amoongus doesn't really need protect in closed team sheet because you anticipate that it's going to have it. So you have then that clear smog or Giga Drain or Leaf Storm or something like that that you can use because it's so bulky anyways that people are expecting to, you know, maybe you protect on this turn because I have a flying type or a fire type on the field. But then no, maybe you just like, I don't know, you just water Terra or do something else. But it's like those sort of those things where with closed team sheet, you have to almost build a team based on what people assume your team is going to do because they don't fully know, you know? We're looking at an Amoongus that got like second place or something. And yes. it was running clear smog. And that must be nice because everybody's let their guard down on Dondozos and they're all grass type now instead of steel. Yep. And yeah, I, I definitely ran into a lot of cheese. Like, I remember that one match that I said that I got cocky on. Like, uh, there was like a team with like a bunch of mid mons, and then I saw like slacking and Medicam, and I'm like, oh, well, this is easy. They're gonna, they're just gonna lead Medicam and slacking and skill swap pure power, and I'll just, just, uh, you know, two hit the Medicam, and they'll be dead, and I win easy. Not even gonna think, and then their Medicam outsped my Corviknight, who has like a good amount of speed added to his EVs. But I'm like, oh yeah, Medicam is like not that slow, huh? I'm like, now that I think about its stats, I have <laughs> no idea what any of them are. Yeah, and and then it just, you know, then I got swept by a slacking that Terra Ghost and Shadow Clawed my whole team, and I was like, what am I doing? That'll happen. That'll happen. And see, that's that's the thing where we were kind of talking about it with some of the some of the teams from Fort Wayne with I mean specifically Latte's team that we were talking about that had, you know, Braviari and Meowth Karata and stuff like that. When you find some of those underused Pokemon that people aren't as comfortable with some of those damage calcs and like their their speed tiers and stuff, it's easy to forget what they do and how and how they really operate and as a result you know pokemon is such a knowledge game that when you don't have that it's puts you on such a back foot you know yeah it's all a knowledge game i i mean is that is that how latte did it like I, i still can't believe that team was so left field from the top 20 and did, did just like every match go like that? They're like, oh, this is, I'll just, you know, double hit their Medicam and now I'm losing to Braviary and Tinkaton. I mean, like, bravo, like, good job. Like, I can't top like that. That's amazing. And like, more power to you, Latte. You did it with the underused team. I just still can't believe it <laughs> looking at this theme list. Yeah. I mean, it's, it really all depends. I guess it's, it's, it's somewhat of a meta call. It's the, the, the type coverage you have. It's the speed tiers that you hit. It's what you have to be able to beat. You know, sometimes like they say, you know, early on in a meta when new Pokemon get introduced, 
if you can build a team to beat the new Pokemon that are getting added, you'll do pretty well because everybody wants to, to play with the new toys. So yeah. maybe there's yeah. something something there, you know. And now, like, they have this team that nobody else would know how to pilot, but they know their matchups into all the common things and have the answers. Uh, like, that's that's viable, and that's how it's a good strategy for some people. I should probably do that more. I, like, have a problem <laughs> with switching teams so often. Yeah, I mean, being comfortable with those matchups. I've talked about it with other people, but it's like, if you are using a team for twice as long as somebody else, those 50-50s t- turn into 60-40s, turn into 70-30s, that you just feel more comfortable because you've already played that matchup 100 times, 200 times, 1,000 times. You know what I mean? So yeah. it just it, it makes it feel a little bit better, and you can, you can flow chart, and you don't have to think as much. You don't have to make as many decisions because the decision's already been made so many times before. Yeah, it's like I think – what you said comfort is like the word and the other word is experience and those two things are very important when it comes to turning in with a team we talked about it remember oh man it was like months ago at this point but how uh gsoc took their uh regional winning san diego team which was regulation a i guess retroactively called into that massive regulation b tournament and was undefeated for like eight rounds or something like that. And we were just like, it has to be, they're just so much more comfortable with this team beyond anybody else. Because mm-hmm. uh, they were all just using Paradox Mons that they hadn't been using for very long. So um, that's definitely a big part of it. One thing, I don't know if you saw, but a part of me was getting a little tickled with how much, not necessarily negativity, but... Some of the people were this. I saw some people on on social media, like on Twitter, that were like almost shocked at just how much cheese there is in closed team sheets. Yeah. Where it was like, oh man, I you know I, I can't believe I lost to this in the global challenge, or here's been my global challenge experience, and it's like frozen, 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 or you know, flinch, flinch, and it's like that's that's the latter, man. Like yep. th- that's what we go through all the time because we may we may not have these connections with you know thirty other players that we can run best of threes or something like that. Exactly, I think so. it's like content creators. A, a lot of them that are making these memes and these tweets that people are reading are also people who are like in a place where they can play best of threes with like you know some for a living uh, with their fans like on stream and or they just have like you know. Uh, a way that they can spend a lot of time practicing best of threes, which is the way you should play to win the practice for tournaments. And then when they're back into something with closed team sheets, it's like, oh, I forgot to jank. I forgot, <laughs> forgot how wild this game was always before open team sheets. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I, I think that open team sheets is the best step forward for Pokemon as an esport, you know, because yeah. it puts everything out on the table and then it's like skill versus skill. And yeah, of like course, like the team building that you have ahead of that. And like, I, I definitely think that works for, for, for tournament setups, but it does make you kind of really appreciate what the Japanese were going through for, for so long because mm. their tournaments were always best of one in Swiss. 
So yeah, like I, you could just get like donks, you know, like turn like in in one in one round because you just hit something crazy and that would be like the end of your tournament or something. So it's uh it was just it was just a very I don't want to say humanizing necessarily, but like an, an equalizing experience, I, I think is, is a good way to put it for uh for for the tournament. So I'm excited for for more of those to, in the in the future. And hopefully then I'll be able to actually prepare for it and I won't be sick. So Yeah, and I'm glad to hear you're better and you got over it quick. <laughs> yes. So moving from the best of one to the best of three. For the upcoming EUIC, it Bravo, is <laughs> your transitions are the best. Everyone knows that. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so we got the EUIC coming up this weekend. I saw the stat on Victory Road. They had the number of players for the juniors, seniors, and masters. The combined number of players for the event one thousand fifty two. Which is wild. I'm sure that some people are going to drop out. But the fact that the video game is now seeing a thousand participants is is truly amazing. These are numbers that you would see on the TCG side. So the fact that the VGC has hit this number pretty quickly, it feels like, where we were in the you know like the three and four hundreds, you know, in, in Sword and Shield, the fact that it's really just exploded, it's I am gonna be interested to see where it goes from here and the size of the convention halls that Pokemon is going to have to book to be able to keep all of these people. I'm pretty excited for EUIC for a couple of reasons. I mean, it does look like there are going to be some pretty big names, both in you know content creation and also in just the, the tournament circuit are going to be over in in London participating and and trying to claim that championship. But also, EUIC is perfect time slot for the East Coast because they're, you know, 4 to 5 hours behind, so everything happens that are at a reasonable reasonable hour and then you can just watch it during the day. Uh, a little bit different for the for the West Coast, I'm sure, but are you going to be checking out the EUIC at all this this uh this weekend? Oh, absolutely. I loved it. Tune nice. in on those when I can. Um, nice. Like as soon as I'm done with working for the day, I'm like, I'm gonna try to watch that, try to catch some of that, see what the Europeans are doing. Some, what what was it they were? That everybody was doing like last in a UIC in Gen Eight. Oh yeah, they were doing Shedinja. Oh okay. Yeah, oh god, I hate Shedinja. I know that some people love it and it's like fun, and if you don't have a an answer for it. It will just destroy your team. But I'm just not yeah. a fan. <laughs> but they're wild over there. I'm excited yeah. to see what they do if they like shut in. They're like, they know how to party. <laughs> they do. They do. I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the EUIC is cool. Um, I like to do like a couple different things where I will start the stream, like the YouTube stream, and then I'll watch it as much as I can and then just pause it on my phone. And then that way, when I then am able to go back and start watching that, then I just press play. And then I might be at that point, like 40 minutes behind or two hours behind or something like that. So then that allows me to just sort of like go through the, the video and then just start and stop on the actual 
battles, so I'm not listening to any end of the commentary if I don't need to. Yes. Um, Or you just let it go until the very end, and then some just like beautiful, beautiful angel of a person will then put timestamps in the comments, and you can just click around to to the specific battles that you want. So that's also nice to do. Yeah, kudos to those people. I I do this like a similar thing. I kind of just like wait and uh, like I'll read on like the Discord channel what people are talking about and then i'll just wait like hours in to like do the fast forwarding thing I, yeah. I hate waiting through the like the hosts i don't even know how those casters do it they can just talk about this nothing for so <laughs> long it's amazing i'm like this is why i couldn't do it yeah for me it's the b-roll like the oh we'll be returning in 11 minutes and then it's just like a video or you know of oh. like like the, the standard video that they'll share or that they'll repeat on loop or it's just like a camera pointed at the at the convention center it's people just milling about and i'm just like i mean okay that's fine yeah there, there's that one thing they've been doing though where it's like this is the story of this event <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah, that was actually lit. I like was glad I was here for that. Some of those are pretty good. Yeah, I will say. Like, like there was they did on Sempra about Sempra winning. I was like, whoa, he's so cool. famous. It's like a movie. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I, uh, I, I do like the production value on these. They, they are pretty good, and I always, it always makes me laugh too when like. There will be one game on stream where the nicknames will be allowed and then like sometimes they're not. So um, or like if the because sometimes the casters do get a little loose with it, you know, later in the day with some of the stuff yeah. they start talking about because they're starting to either run out of stuff or they're just getting real, real comfortable and they're just like tired. So like some some of that stuff is fun. To, yeah, uh, to, to listen to. I like how we see like one person's nicknames just because like on their <laughs> Yeah, screen their selection like yeah that makes me want to have like you know i always bring funny nicknames anyways but like that's that's my incentive like i'm like i want to get on stream while people see my funny nicknames and before i get there i gotta run them by like the the guys to see if any of these names are going to get me disqualified right right because you because that would be you know worst case scenario for sure because just because it passes the in-game nickname checker doesn't mean it's going to pass a judge necessarily exactly so yeah um definitely be on the lookout for for euic i am pretty excited for it i think it should be a a really good time um several members of the community are going to be participating in euic so definitely definitely send them some good luck uh some some of the people that are in the draft league that we are a part of I know that um, Swamp is going, as as is I want to say Skies is also. So that's going to be pretty pretty great for them. I, I certainly hope they do well. They're both in, in the seniors division, so maybe they'll have a an in person battle. Yeah, and they've been doing good in, in their division. So oh yeah, they, and they also it. they did really well in the uh, in the global challenge too. So yeah. So kudos um, to them. And also like Swamp and AOX are like our tournament organizers. And yes. they are like British or <laughs> at least living <laughs> in Allegedly. The, the kingdom. Yeah, you know, they tell us that. We don't even know. 
Solid we don't know anything about them really except what AOX looks like as a handsome fella. But uh, mm-hmm. because nice they're focus. European, we we get a lot of our, our tournaments hosted at times that are work well for Europeans. So we have a lot of them in the server. Hello, everyone. Good luck. Yes. Yes. Um, and to that point, so, you know, we'll be, of course, we'll be dropping the Discord link in the description of the podcast. So definitely come by, check us out. Uh, because the for the these major tournaments, the chat really does pop off. We'll often have like dedicated, you know, specific channels for the uh, for the live stream for people to be talking about what's going on. And when there are you know major events that happen, it can get really exciting. So definitely a a great moment to come check out the community of the VGC Trainer School. Yeah, and we'll be no doubt hosting a UIC prep tournament very soon oh yeah for sure so yeah euic it is this coming weekend so be on the lookout for it and if you pop into the discord please say hi and let them know that you came here because of the podcast so as is customary for these large tournaments we got some over-unders for us to talk about spice are you ready oh born ready (laughs) okay so this one is inspired by Nails Ting Lu, the number of teams with hazards. Yes, Glamora does count, assuming that it's toxic debris as the ability. And no, Leech Seed are not hazards. Over-under is set at 1.5. That's a good way for it to be at. It's like at 1.5. Um, I'll say... Two. So you're on over? But I'm not confident in that. I'm just kind of living life on the wild side. <laughs> I so there were three in Sydney because wow. they were all with Wo Chien. And so this is also like number of teams in the top eight, just to specify. But we assumed that. So I'm gonna act I'm gonna say over as well because I think that the European influence is going to be like a little bit more like balance slash more defensive. So I think that there's going to be a, little, a few more hazards that are popping up. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, I feel like Wo Chien's popularity has gone down just a little bit. So I think... So perfect time yeah. for it to come back up then. <laughs> <laughs> and But also, like everybody's been running balance like crazy and we're getting a little more comfortable in Reg C. So I feel like there's going to be slightly less balance, but still a lot of it. But I think Europeans are the type to not be so standard yeah we'll see we'll see see. okay the winning ruin pokemon ting lu chen pao wo chien chi yu or will it be a team with more than one so like or is it going to be a team with multiple i can go first it was wo chi it was uh chen pao last time i think it's gonna be chi yu personally this time that's my guess what do you think yeah i mean chiyu and wochian are super safe bets it's gonna be probably one of those maybe ting lu no chance in hell it's wochian but well maybe <laughs> actually I, I guess there was some that top but i just really doubt it that would be like i'm okay with throwing this money away and i'm okay with winning a lot because the odds are so against me i'm picking right. wochian no i'll just pick a. I'll pick Chiyu as well. I mean, it, it's so good. It's like doing like overheat stuff with 
the, the Hayes Mercros lately. I hate it. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that personally. So this next one is a little bit tricky. So I have to like define one of like the 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 specific you know aspect of it. How many one of Pokemon will there be in the top eight? And now by one of, I mean there is only one of them in the top eight. So like there's only, you know, of the top eight teams, only one of them has Dragonite. Or of the top eight teams, there's only one Goldango. Right? This isn't an over-under. It's The over-under is 2.5. So do you think that there will be oh, more or nice. less than two and a half Pokemon that are representing just themselves basically that there's Easy only one over. Europeans are wild over yeah okay I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under on this one I, I think that there's going to be one gold dango and I think that there's gonna be one Wochian <laughs> yeah the Europeans don't play gold dango just kidding I'm <laughs> just being stupid <laughs> uh, alright this next one so I can't ask the question of what will be the first most used Paradox Pokemon on day one because it's obviously going to be Flurmane. So instead, it's what will be the second most used Paradox Pokemon on day one. Bundle, Hands, Tusk, Roaring Moon, or The Field. Bundle is probably your favorite in that one. Mm, yeah, good question. though. I think Tusk is... Possible too, yeah. But it seems like it's going to be a bundle. If we're talking day one, bundle. I'm gonna say so. Last episode, I said Great Tusk, and it was like third. Bundle was second. Fluttermane was first. I'm torn. I kind of want to say Iron Hands, actually, just to switch things up a little bit. But know what? You know, I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with Tusk. Because I really like Great Tusk a lot. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick there and we'll see what happens. Uh, all right. So the last question is similar to the, will we see more Palafin or more Dragonite? This one is of the Intimidate variety. Will we see more Arcanine or Gyarados in the top eight specifically? For reference, in Fort Wayne, there were two Arcanine and three Gyarados. Okay. I think that Gyarados is rising in popularity and is cool. And Arcanine is Arcanine. And it's just going to continue to be what it is until Incineroar comes out. The preliminary fire type. Well, it is sharing the slot now. It's with which to you. So it's not as clear cut, but I still think it's Arcane. You're going with Arc? Yep. Okay. I I have to go with Gyarados. Um, it's one of my favorite Pokemon of all time. So, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna ride it as the new hotness. And uh, I think that's gonna be. I think that's hey. what's gonna be. I, I do like the support set with like Thunder Wave and Helping Hand. Why this thing gets Helping Hand? I have no idea. Considering all of its lore is like it hates everything and it doesn't even have hands. But I'm here for it. You're doing great. Use Earthquake. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Great job, Garchomp. <laughs> I'll just float here. It's um, just that he hangs his mouth open and just makes Garchomp feel so amazing. Anyway. Garchomp's like, yes, I um, am. I, I am a good pseudo legend. You're right. I got a question for you, Beer. 
Sure. How many how many defiant mons do you think we're gonna see in top eight? Oh uh, man, 1. that's 5, a great question. Under. Throw me a curveball. Okay. 1.5. I'm hammering the over on that one. Okay. I guess that's fair. What about you? Yeah, I gotta say over two. It just seems like you know, we're bringing up Arcana and Gyarados, the two Gen 1 goats, and because they have the broken ability of VGC. Um, and yeah, it seems obvious that there's going to be counterplay for that. So you said what, 2.5? I, I like that question. Well, I said 1.5, but it probably should have been 2.5. 2.5? You know what? I'm still going to take the over. I'm going to still take the over on that one. Ooh, oh, that's a little ballsy. Or. Some other word, just cut that out. <laughs> gutsy, gutsy. <laughs> That's a little gutsy of you. <laughs> but uh, I'll say over two. Okay. All right. Cool. All righty. Well, uh, we'll post those in the Discord and uh, be sure to go vote. And we'll see if somebody can be the first to get them all correct. That hasn't happened yet. So maybe it'll be this week. But now let's switch into our very first ever email segment because yes we did get an email over the last week it is from oh, aq what do you want to take this one from aq spicer yes oh my gosh we got an email we got to come up with an intro segment after this for the emails <laughs> anyways aq says i'm sorry i'm very new i was wondering how i joined the discord community thanks Love it. You know what? I love that. I, they went out of their way to find the email address and try and join. And like, I, I haven't seen necessarily if, if they joined or not. There's a lot of people constantly coming in and coming going. But thank you so much for, for reaching out. It is very easy to join the Discord community. There is a link below to make sure that people are always able to get in. You can always just you can search us at VGC Trainer School on discord as well and we come right up so our email address clearly does work so if anybody wants to reach out let us know their thoughts on any of these over-unders or their thoughts specifically you know what i'd love to hear from you all what were some of the things that you fought in the global challenge this past weekend yes. I i'd love to get like a, a compendium of cheese you know would be like the Wisconsin of VGC, basically. The Compendium of Cheese. Can you <laughs> make that the episode title? <laughs> I'll think about it. That, that, that does sound fun. <laughs> but cool. So that is our email segment. I hope that in the future it'll get you know a little bit longer for sure. And we do have one final announcement before we wrap things up. So... We are closing in on our 20th episode. Not that that's significant, but it is in the sense that we are looking to grow the host roster. So if you are interested in becoming a part of the VGC, VGC Trainer School podcast, please let us know. You can do so by either responding to or like reaching out via email. And then just include your Discord name, or you can message me directly on Discord. I am just at Jake, 
in in Discord in the in the, in the VGC Trainer School Discord. I would be happy to uh, you know talk to you and get a feel for what you'd like to to do with the podcast. That can be either as a co-host, um, a like a sometimes guest, or even if anybody has any experience with editing, let me know and we can we can walk through that as well. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be be cool to expand and get some more voices here on the podcast and really get a feel for the community. You're trying to replace me, Bear? Absolutely not. I am trying to add people to our team because right now we've kind of like whittled ourselves down to basically a team of four, which works for VGC, but you got to have two in the back, you know? You're trying to replace me. I mean, you know, if there is something out, someone out there that does your job better, I guess, you know, it would just be optimal, right? Wow. You know what? I was joking before. <laughs> Never joke about that. You Never know joke. what? <laughs> I'm going to go to Hartford now just to fight you. Okay. Cool. 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 cool just cool, kidding. Cool, Please cool, don't. Cool. I'm not going to do that. I would never hurt you. Please <laughs> let me stay on the show. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, of course. Um, but no, yeah. So I, I think that'd be, that'd be very exciting. It's something I've been thinking about, and I'd like to uh, see, you know, just get some interest out there to see who's, who would like to join. So, uh, but yeah, that is the show. Thank you all very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll say our goodbyes. Start with you, Spicer. Sweet dreams. And I've been Jake. Thank you all so much again. Class dismissed. Why do I say that? Why do I say stupid things? <laughs>